the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. Aww. Look who's come out of his cave. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This is James from Cave Dweller Music. I have my co-host Brendan with me, and today we are joined by Drew from the Michigan Grindcore Band. See you next Tuesday. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Drew. We really appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, I uh, I appreciate you guys asking. It's kind of kind of fun how it panned out to be the <laughs> such a short notice, but yeah. You know. Uh, if anyone who doesn't know, I emailed Drew last night said, "Do you want to come on the podcast?" Is how about today? So yeah, it all played out very well. Well, yeah, the funny thing is, is it didn't even get to me till this afternoon, because I guess you guys messaged us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't personally use our Instagram like uh, our drummer Jimmy handles that. OK, you know, there's so much people like, you know, they get after us on the social media so much. So it's kind of like we want to have lives still. So we kind of split the <laughs> <laughs> split the duties, if you will. So I handle yeah. the Facebook pretty exclusively. OK, so. uh but yeah, uh, I'm glad uh, you ended up emailing us that that uh, that comes to me directly. So. Oh, great. Good to know. Um, but yeah. Thanks for having us on. It's super cool. I appreciate uh, any uh you know any chance we get to talk about the band and the music we do and stuff so awesome yeah. um for anyone who doesn't know you and know the band do you want to just tell people sort of what you do in the band and uh a little bit about yeah. the band itself yeah sure um <clears throat> i'm the guitarist primarily um i'm also as far as the last record that we just put out distractions this past february um i uh wrote and recorded all the instrumentation and stuff and then uh our singer fox did all the lyrics and vocals in the on the record but all the production and stuff in the new record as well was all stuff that i did at my home studio so kind of a jack of all trades or at least try to be (laughs) but uh yeah as far as the band yeah we're see next tuesday we were around formed in like 2004 um we got picked up by Ferret Records in 2007, um, put out two records, 2007 and 2008. Then we had a little rough go come 2010 and kind of disbanded for a while. And then, uh, yeah, fast forward to like 2015, kind of got back together, <clears throat> got a couple show offers for like some cool festivals. We did this... Um, beer and brutal fest where we got to work with a local uh um, brewery and a coffee shop actually in pittsburgh um and made like a coffee beer and then we played this big festival where we every band that played had like their their own custom beer and stuff so that was super cool and then uh yeah we just basically did nothing you know played a handful of shows in the span of like five years and then you know covid happened and we got bored and <laughs> life sucked for a really long time and distract was born from it. So awesome. yeah. that's great. Um, I just wanted to tell you, by the way, that you were actually the first grindcore CD I ever purchased. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a par- parasite. Uh, I, okay. I, I got into metal and when I was like 13 and then when I was 15, uh, that 
I had never really listened to Grindcore before, and I thought the album cover was really interesting, so I picked it up from a CD store or something like that, and I was like, "Wow, this is like this is crazy." <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, artwork goes a long way when it comes to cover art. We've always tried to have something that stands out in some way, but also like you know, obviously projects what the record's about too. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. So, and I think that that captures it pretty accurately and so does the current artwork for distractions yeah thank you yeah a lot went into the distractions artwork actually um we we posted kind of like this um collage of like the stages of the artwork but uh mm-hmm. yeah it all kind of stemmed from my wife so she's a photographer and we hired this model that has um uh, alopecia which means yeah. they don't have hair mm-hmm. Um, and then we did some makeup and like the white uh, contacts and stuff, like took all these photos of her um, in the state park in the little town that I live here in here in Michigan. And then um, we printed those on these like giant foam 20 by 20 inch boards. And then our singer, Chris, did a bunch of painting over top of that. Then we scanned them in and did some digital stuff on top of that. So it was a fun process. And honestly, like the, the, the lyrical content for distractions is all sort of based around uh, the concept of like a conscience or like a, an internal voice, you know, someone that you battle with potentially. So like having the multiple layers to the artwork is also sort of kind of <laughs> explains ourselves, or at least in, weird artsy way you know <laughs> Definitely. yeah that makes sense. i apologize by the way that my voice keeps cracking and stuff i have really bad allergies oh i get and, it i do too <laughs> and um so i live on an acre in the middle of nowhere basically <laughs> and my grass is yep. absurd we had a week of rain so i couldn't mow my lawn and it just grew <laughs> so yep. like i just have piles of grass everywhere throughout my yard currently so it's just it is what it is i can barely talk <laughs> i uh, i actually lost my voice almost completely uh, a few months ago from allergies as well so i know exactly what that's oh, like it yeah, it's, it's wild man i feel like allergies are getting worse and worse yeah. every year oh yeah definitely i uh, had the worst allergies like a few years ago like i'd be like totally like laid out couldn't move this and that and then someone was like oh you should eat local honey so I went and started finding apiaries and this and that. And I was like, sweet. So I, I started like eating local honey. And over the last few years, I this is the first or second year that I haven't had to use Flonase or something like that, Claritin. Oh, wow. Huh. You said yeah. local, like local honey, you said? To you, local honey to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because it, it, it introduces like antibodies or something. It has all the pollens and... The things that yeah. are make that like you know that make you all like act uh, whatever it is like your reactions right it's like people get watery eyes like this and that you know like mm-hmm. uh, get coughing gotcha. like it's easy so then like the you know the bees pollinate that stuff into their their good honey and then you eat it and then your body like kind of just gets used to it after a while and it's just like yeah, really, it builds a tolerance to it it's not That's... an instant thing you know but sure, um, yeah I know right now like. You know, I haven't had a problem in a while, you know. Oh, but like nice. people also grow out of allergies too. I don't know. But I believe See, my, my, my allergies are terrible. Like I'm allergic to everything. Uh, I take an allergy pill, like an, a prescription one even, 
like every day, all year round. This Me time too. of year, I actually double up. I take a prescription one and an over-the-counter one. Yeah, so. Me too. <laughs> I know exactly how you feel. Dude, yeah. it sucks, man. It does. I remember like my wife was like, I bought this organic um, laundry detergent from Trader Joe's. And like we were like, I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And then we, you know, as you do, wash your laundry, do your stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, my like I'm sleeping at night and I'm like just my whole body's getting so incredibly itchy and like my head my face my oh, my whole no. my whole body because well, the blankets are covered in this detergent right still a little bit and then like um my clothes all my clothes I was like for days I'm like so I was just it was so miserable oh and then oh, I was like I'm never buying this shit again <laughs> yeah I get that I was like that as a kid fabric softeners and stuff certain fabrics yeah it's mm -hmm. it's a tough life being allergic to everything like some people don't get it <laughs> my wife is that way she didn't she doesn't really have too many allergies like this time of year you know obviously everybody because of you know it's spring but uh aside from that it's like i envy people that get to breathe this time <laughs> of year <laughs> like yeah. There was uh, I watched this documentary actually about allergies, and it was saying that they're increasing. Like the the average number of like people born with allergies is, has massively increased in the last like twenty to thirty years. I it's bet not... you know uh, another thing too that has changed is like diets too. Like the mm -hmm. the amount of shitty food that everybody ingests oh, increases yeah. are likely there are inability to fight off allergies. You know um, right like when we used to tour back in the day um i don't know if being that you're in san diego if you know do you remember a band from humboldt county um they're called slaughterhouse this sounds very familiar but i don't know their music sorry okay yeah no it's all good we used to play a bunch of shows with them all the time out that way they okay. were like this brutal like death metal that like smoked a ton of weed and were super vegan okay nice. <laughs> and uh <laughs> That dude was convinced that like dairy is why people are have allergies. Lactose in general, like so many people are intolerant of, yeah, of dairy. Of yeah, exactly. And that's an allergy. Being intolerant of something is an allergy. I guess so. But like <laughs> but like restricting the amount of stuff that you take in that you're intolerant of will heighten yes. your, your ability to fend off stuff that you just breathe in. You know, so like if you start taking away stuff that you're allergic to eating wise, like my wife just recently did a uh, an allergy test to find out uh, what she is allergic to when she eats. You know, she right. found out stuff like tomatoes, mushrooms, onions, huh. cantaloupe, just weird, random things. Obviously, like, you know, tomatoes and onions are literally everything, but. Yeah. So she started restricting those things from her diet. Man, it's like a game changer. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, I recently did like a health kick thing myself because I got into kickboxing and changed my diet and stuff. And oh, good for I you. Cut out, thank you. And since I cut out a lot of gluten, uh, mm -hmm. it changed yeah. a lot of stuff for me. I guess I must have had like a smart, like subtle or slight allergy to it without even realizing. Yeah, that's another one, too, that a lot of people have, but don't don't care enough to pay attention, you know, like right. somebody that, somebody that doesn't have severe allergies, like don't know that they could just 
cut one thing out of their life and have a better life. <laughs> right. But, you know, that's what it is. So it's not like, everybody suffers like we do, you know. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> we could do a whole podcast on this, but I, I do definitely want to have you promote your music a little more. So yeah, sure. Uh, I wanted to ask, <laughs> we get super sidetracked on this podcast. Oh, uh, yeah, it's going to happen again. Uh, definitely. We'll be something random again too. Um, so I kind of want to know, uh, how did you manage to sort of come back together and, and put the album together after all these years? Was the chemistry still there? Um, did it feel pretty natural? Um, honestly, it was just started with me. Um, I've, I've always been kind of the, the, uh, the writer of the band um <clears throat> like parasite and intervals well i should say like parasite um most of that i wrote like by myself and then like taught to the other dudes kind of thing mm -hmm. and then like intervals we kind of wrote you know i wrote some songs while we're on tour but then we also wrote some stuff together like in the studio too <clears throat> um but for the most part um the bulk of the writing was was me you know like i started the band i named the band it's always been kind of like my baby you know what i mean <clears throat> and yeah. uh yeah so um honestly it just started with uh getting out of covid you know uh unfortunately i've i'm i'm somebody that has had a drinking problem more than one time in his life. Um, and what I thought was controllable went totally in a different direction, you know, once COVID happened. Um, I'll be honest. So like I'm a mailman is my day job. <laughs> and uh, when COVID hit, <clears throat> I started working like 60 to 70 hour weeks. And my wife was in a profession that, uh, shut down so she stayed home and the way that we both coped was by drinking and uh well suffice it to say you know i'll say i'll spare you all the details but uh, on october 19th of 2020 i took my last drink of alcohol so i'm i'm coming up on a little over two years two and a half years ish now that i've had a drink but um, congratulations hey you. thank you yeah thank you and uh <clears throat> Um, yeah, so the, the writing of the record really was my distraction. That's how it started. That's where the name came from. Um, like I worked a ton and coming into Christmas of 2020, you know, I was still working a shitload and it's Christmas time and Amazon is flowing and, you know, everyone's sitting at home just ordering everything they can possibly buy. Yeah. My wife was like, you deserve something, you know, buy yourself a new guitar and uh, I started, you know, I bought a guitar and had some studio stuff. And literally I was just messing around with like, you know, recording some guitars and recorded some drums and stuff and just playing around. And like, you know, next thing you know, I'm, I'm writing a song, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and it was really just as like something to do, you know, I'd get out of work and instead of, wanting to go next door to the store and grab a fifth of gin, you know, I'd go into my studio and pick up my guitar and start jamming and stuff, you know, and just one thing led to another. I wrote a song and uh, I sent it to the other three dudes. Cause we all, I mean, we all still kept in touch, you know, we weren't necessarily active at the time, especially cause coming out of COVID, no one did shit, you know, mm -hmm. 
um, but we still kept in touch, you know. So uh, I sent them all the song. The first one I wrote was the um, "What a Funny Girl You Used to Be," and That's uh, track two, right? Yeah, yep, yep. And uh, so yeah, that was actually the first song that I wrote, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, then like a month later or so, I wrote this happy madness, and then maybe another month after that and mind you like you know i'm still working and i like have a life and stuff too so like i really was just i was writing when i needed to do something when i needed to keep my brain active type of thing so you know go into my studio and, and write and i was churning out some cool songs and stuff so um yeah so maybe i think I think the fourth song I wrote was Hey Look No Crying. And at that point, the rest of the guys were like, holy shit, Drew's writing a record. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. I, uh, and like I said, I have a studio at my house. So I was recording everything as I'm writing it, you know. Um, that whole record was compiled over the course of a year and a half. Like there's stuff on it. There's stuff on that record that was recorded a year and a half prior to, or almost two years prior to you guys even hearing it. So uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, it's just cause it was something that over time I just kept building and building on until it was like, you know, a, a record. So, but yeah, that's, that's, that's basically how it came about. It was just kind of, kind of came out of nowhere really. So you yeah. said you have a, uh, a home studio uh, before you mm -hmm. were working on this album, were you recording other stuff? Like do you have other projects or? Um, I've been in a bunch of different stuff. Um, so I guess the, the main thing that I always kind of played around with in my studio, I did a lot of electronic music, cool. um, uh, kind of like industrial, you know, dubstepy type of stuff. I've always been big into that kind of music, just synthesizers in general. Nice. Um, and then... Honestly, uh, man, I don't know what it was. I think it was just the, like the house that I live in now, uh, my wife and I bought back in 2017. And uh, it's kind of like the house that we plan to be in for a while kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I always wanted to have a studio at my house. And this, this house has like two little extra rooms. Nice. Um, and she took one for her like studio. She does photography and she does stained glass and stuff. And um, then in my room, I did a studio. So, you know, I mean, it's nothing, it's nothing crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's a home studio. <clears throat> it's, I, you know, <laughs> it's nothing glamorous. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But you don't, you, uh, fortunately, like with how music production is in 2020 or in 2023, even, you know, like, you don't need a lot to get a good sounding, you know, you know what I mean? You could do a lot with a little, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, so definitely. Plus I've been, I've been doing it for a long time. You know what I mean? Like just music production in general, like it's, it's a bit of an art, but it's also, it's still an engineering aspect. So it's like, you know, and you can, you can simply learn how to do stuff. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like, yeah. there's, you know, and, and if you've been doing something like that for 10 years, you know, you know, you know, somewhat of what to do, but a lot of it's fun experimenting too, you know, and that's what makes, 
sound design so cool. That's why I've always been intrigued by electronic music because a lot of it is just like, ooh, what happens if I distort this? You know, right? Yeah, <laughs> just having fun. Yeah, exactly. So I was going to ask you because you you were away for a while, obviously, uh, like not playing live, and then you came back, and uh, now you're touring again. Have you noticed uh, any real difference in the scene, like as far as live shows go? Because we've had quite a few people come on the show saying the last few years, the energy is not as high as it was and people aren't as engaged as they used to be. Is that something you picked up on as well? Um, not necessarily. Um, <clears throat> I, I, I don't uh it's hard to say, you know, honestly, we, we haven't been like super active. Um, mm -hmm. I think since we've uh, put the record out, right. Well, even prior to the record, I mean, we've only played maybe 10 shows. Okay. In the last like six months, you know, unfortunately, like we're all old, you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm 40. Um, you know, we're a band from 2004. Right. <laughs> Right. So, uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, we're coming up next year is our 20th anniversary of being a band, you know, that's, that's awesome. crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so like, uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm a mailman, our drummer works for Chase Bank, our singer is a business owner, you know, like we have obligations that we can't just jump and tour. Um, mm -hmm. awesome. You know, uh, we hope to do more, you know, obviously we want to get to the West Coast you know, and try to get out there and play this new stuff for some fans of ours. But, you know, it's it'll come with time. Unfortunately, you know, we got to make ends meet and stuff and be, you know, do all what we need to do to make that type of thing happen. You know, it's mm -hmm. it's we're not in our 20s anymore. We're like, that's what I do. You know, like when yeah. I was 20, when I was 25 and touring with See Next Tuesday, like that was my job, you know, like. Right. I got home from a 30 day tour and I made 400 bucks and, <laughs> you know, I got a bunch of pizza rolls and <laughs> lived for a couple of weeks and then went back on tour, you know? So, right. Musician but, life. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, as far as the shows, no, I mean, I, uh, I feel like we've had a lot of high energy at our shows. That's um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's partly just like the nostalgia too, you know, there's a lot of bands that are coming back mm -hmm. and, you know, these diehard fans that were had, you know, for the past 10 years been like, Oh, I, I would kill the fucking my next 10 unborn children for a new botch song. Right. And then, you know, guess what? You got a new botch song. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Yeah, uh, not that we're anywhere near the 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 uh you know the the popularity that botch was, but I mean you know we still had a fan base of people that liked weird, fast, fucking, techie grindcore, and right. you know it's nice because a lot of those fans from yesteryears are are just super stoked on us being back in general. So it's oh yeah, it's been pretty it's been pretty sweet, man. Honestly, like the the feedback we've had the the turnout at our shows you know for being this like like i said we were not we're not you know a deathcore band or you know we're not suicide silence right that, you know like we're a pretty niche genres what i'm saying i'm not trying to be yeah. like oh poor us you know we chose this <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is this is what my brain spits out like it or you know like it or not so yeah but yeah uh for being a niche band you know playing some some wacky tunes you know like 
we yeah, the, the the fans we have are really really diehard, and I couldn't be happier. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! It's it's, an, it's incredible the support people have shown us, especially with the the reaction to distractions. You know, it's it's been uh, uh, incredibly overwhelmingly amazing the 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 <clears throat> response to it. So yeah, uh, I've seen basically nothing but praise for it online. So congratulations. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. Honestly, I haven't heard much bad. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's people that don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, definitely. Uh, it's it's going to have we, like the style of music. We, you know, we also talked about that before you hit record. You know, it's yes. like I feel the the temperament of the internet right now, especially in like the smaller mu- metal music communities or just smaller music communities in general. Like there's not a lot of hate. If you don't like something, it's almost more of a commonality that people will just shut their fucking mouth and talk about what they do like. And right. it's, it's really awesome to see that the internet is finally taking that turn, you know, because there's so much yeah. shit out there. You know, I don't want to I don't want to bring up politics by any means because you weren't you told me not to and I'm not going to. But <laughs> <laughs> but with all of those ideologies that people are spewing out at each other. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think it's really respectful that people are, are kind of turning a positive note to, to their disagreements with metal, except for deathcore. People fucking hate on deathcore for no reason, <laughs> yeah, even though it's the most popular genre, like Extreme as far as, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the bands that are quote unquote deathcore are the fucking ones that are out there making money, you know? So, right. I don't care. He calls whatever you want. If I can cash those checks, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Hell yeah. We, we, we would tour then. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for, just for anyone who was listening, he was curious what we were talking about before we started recording. Um, we were basically saying that we don't understand people that go out of their way to, to write negative or say negative things about bands. Um, yeah. Right. Our, our perspective on this as a site is that there's so much good music that we don't have enough time to cover even a fraction of it. Why would we waste our time shitting on something we don't like? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's, there's really, there's really no point to it. And like you said, there's so much good music out there and it's impossible for every person that loves music to discover every band that they would even like, you know what I mean? Like right. there's so many bands out there on Spotify that get like, you know, 30 monthly listeners that are some of my favorite bands. <laughs> right. Right. I, I've had like a, a minor existential crisis about this before. Like I would never hear all of the music I want to hear in my life. No, I know oh, it's no, crazy. <laughs> yeah. So why, why would anyone want to take the time to be an asshole and put a band down and right. take their potential, ability to gain a new fan or have someone else come to their show why would anyone want to jeopardize that it's just stupid right like music is the one thing that we should all agree is awesome and just fucking support it no matter what like you know what knock loose play coachella and it's it's everywhere and people are freaking out about it and guess what they should it's fucking awesome if i was in knock loose and got to play coachella I would fucking have a nonstop boner for the rest of my life. Right. Like, you know what right. I mean? Good, good for them. Like, hell yeah, man. I, I don't care if you don't like Brian Garris's vocals. Guess what? A lot of fucking people do. Right. I'm right. seeing enough people and you know to have what? him at Coachella. 
and at the same time, like their songs are hard as fuck. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, so man. whatever. They're, they're dude, awesome band. Yeah, I love that it, band. This that this it, uh, it's like a duality or a con- contradictory sort of mindset where people are like, oh man, metal gets like marginalized and it sucks. It will never be as successful as pop singers. But then whenever a metal band actually breaks out of that mold, people put right. them down, tell them they're sold out. I'm like, well, what do you want? Like, you can't. You can't have it both ways. You can't say like, well, the mainstream keeps us down. And then when people actually start breaking into it, you just shit on them. Like, you know, it's just a stupid. Yeah, it's like, sweet. You know, my favorite band's another... not playing in a basement anymore. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's, here's another really strange juxtaposition on it is, is so we, you know, I, I personally listen to a lot of grindcore music, right? Like that's okay. my personal genre, you know, like oh, some yeah. of my favorite bands, are some, you know, Rotten Sound, Regurgitate, Nasum, um, you know, Last Days of Humanity. Like, that's the stuff that I listen to frequently. I don't necessarily spit that type of music out, but that's also because I grew up, you know, some of the first extreme music I got into was the Dillinger Escape Plan and Coalesce and Number 12 Looks Like You and the Sawtooth Grin. So I grew up with, like, this wackiness in my blood. But, like, if you think about Grindcore... Um, like we get called fake grind by like these crust grind bands, you know, there's this band in Detroit. I'm not going to name their name, but, um, there's a, there's a grindcore band in Detroit that like, like we were just talking about why go out of your way to be, sh- to do something shitty or talk shit on another band. But we, uh, we were playing a show down in Ohio and on the flyer, it said Scenics Tuesday, and underneath it, it said Michigan Grindcore Legends. You know, whatever. I didn't make the flyer. That's what they put on there. And this band from Detroit reposts that flyer and is like, false grind. Uh, we need to stop this right now. And they just started trying to, like, gatekeep us from being called Grindcore. And it's uh, like, and it's just like. You know, grindcore is one of those genres where people think that if you don't sound like Napalm Death, it's not grindcore. Right. Right. Like, I understand the roots. I understand, you know, that the DIY mindset of grindcore, you know, it's like an an extreme version of punk, you know. Right. And but, you know, to me, it still has that just because I want to take it in a different direction, you know, like I choose to do a more techie aspect and incorporate, you know, jazz chords and stuff that I would hear from a Dillinger escape plan song. Right. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just strange to me that, um, some people out there would say that that's not grindcore anymore because what I, I, I added a breakdown to a grindcore song. Well, guess what? Hardcore has breakdowns in it you know right. like <laughs> the core the core of grind core it's just like okay you have a metal band they're metal you add a breakdown it's metal core you have a death metal band they're death metal if you add a breakdown it's death core but you have a grind core band that adds a breakdown they're not grind core anymore <laughs> you know what i mean so it's it's, yeah. it's 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 one of those like silly things where it's like out of all these niche genres out there all these sub genres of metal it's like grindcore is those one that's like 
there's so many bands that are doing some really fucking cool things within right. that genre, especially like the cyber grind stuff, you know, like that, yeah, um, that's cool stuff. that chop mm -hmm. seven times dude. And like thought crime, um, mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. Like there's these bands that are breaking out and doing a new version of grindcore and i applaud it you know what i mean like we yeah, should all applaud it we should all applaud anybody for doing something new and different in any genre because right. like we don't want you don't want every band to sound like black dolly murder you know no. is the black dolly murder great sorry i brought them up because you know obviously today's trevor's one year right oh, but, yeah, um, is it oh, it is yeah I, I didn't realize that came so quickly dude i, I know. love Holy wow. shit, man! That one, uh, that one hit me hard. That was a sad day, yeah. dude. I, I uh, one of the first shows that See Next Tuesday played. I'm gonna totally segue off of what we're talking about. Totally fine, cool, man. Um, one of the first shows we ever played. Uh, we got offered to play in this fest called Bottle Rocket Fest, and it was like 2004. So like, we weren't even playing the summer sampler stuff yet. We were still doing like the twat uh, EP stuff. So super, super early into our career. <clears throat> and we played a show with the Black Dahlia Murder. And they were like kids, just our age. You know what I mean? Like, this was also one of their very first shows. And, uh, well, not very first, because I think they had been around for like a few years at that point, I think. But uh, when did when did their first record come out? 2002 or 2001? I don't remember. Uh, or was it later than that? I could be totally crazy. Let's see. I actually can't remember if it's see right now. It loads. It was 2003 was their first full length, but their first EP was 2001. 2001. Okay, yeah. So this was 2004. So they just wrote a record. They just released their first record. But yeah, that was like the first time we played with them. And um, it's crazy just being there, you know, seeing them like as kids. And then, you know, like a couple years later, because really... Um, you know, within that few years, they became like the biggest metal band to be in existence, you know, <laughs> well, not in existence, but you know what I mean? Like they're just, they're an upper echelon metal band at that point, right. you know? So right. it was super cool to just see that and kind of be part of that being in Michigan and the scene in Michigan and stuff like that. You know, we used to, um, and uh, <clears throat> the guitar player lived next door to one of the dudes from black dahlia so we'd be over there hanging out and next door black dahlia murder was practicing in the basement of the house mm -hmm. next door you know <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> yeah it's fucked up but uh i mean his whole story is terrible i don't know it really was but i mean the, uh, for me the biggest loss in him wasn't uh, obviously his music as well but it was his attitude towards the underground scene um, oh yeah for sure and like just the fact that no matter how big his band got he still went out of his way to find and promote smaller bands that were starting out type thing and he's like i've been there you know i i know what it's like so i'm gonna help wherever i can and he would like and you know yeah. the rest of the members are that way too um the alan cassidy their drummer is i mean he comes to every show we play in michigan That's awesome. uh we played a we played a little house show in his garage um <clears throat> We were trying to like shoot, get some footage for a music video. So we did this little house show in Detroit. And um, <clears throat> yeah, if you see the This Happy Madness video, some of the footage from that in that video is from that house. But yeah, Alan came out and it was crazy just being like, you're in Black Dolly Murder. 
you're in this garage with like 60 people watching this shitty little grindcore band. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. All, all those dudes, though. I mean, they're they're the type of people. If you go to a show in Detroit, you know, and it's an awesome show, you'll you more than likely see one of those dudes for sure. Very cool. I uh, I'm I'm very frustrated because on Saturday night there's a local music venue that I'm at all the time on weekends seeing seeing mm-hmm. shows. And uh, apparently on Saturday night, Keanu Reeves spent the whole night there watching a local band play. Oh, wow. That's sweet. I was like, God damn it. God damn it. The weekend oh, I don't man, know. That'd have been fun. That'd have been fun to hang out with Keanu himself. Yeah, man. I just love like what a down-to-earth dude he is. Like the fact like he goes to oh, like, yeah. a bar in San Diego, like, you know, like a venue For like sure. that in San Diego to see a band and he hangs out the whole night and like sees everyone and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We're, cool. we're in... We were in San Diego one time, and uh, and our singer, uh, obviously this is a while ago because uh, Robin Williams was still alive, but uh, mm-hmm. we went to a GameStop to pick up some video game that had just came out. I can't remember what it was at this point, but uh, fucking Robin Williams was there just buying a game, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's so just weird. weird, you know? It's just like, you know, they're people too. They also play video games, but you see him and you're like, I know who that is. <laughs> Right. It, yeah, it, yeah, it is weird because we kind of put people on this pedestal where we don't think of them as people anymore, and they obviously still no. live lives. Like they do the same things we do. Not, yeah, not they, they still they do, poop. But... They still eat food and then poop it out, man. Like that's just <laughs> just because you're rich doesn't mean you don't. But yeah, it's 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 strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Especially when you get to like that level, you know. What I mean? Right. Like. Right. Exactly. Like going back to the whole thing about uh, not loose at Coachella, you know, like yeah. the headline, the headline actually reads Billie Eilish watched not loose at Coachella. You know what I mean? Like nobody cares about not loose at Coachella. They care that Billie Eilish went arf arf on the side stage during yeah. not loose at Coachella. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the one thing about that though, is that you'll probably get all these people that love Billie Eilish being like, who's this band she's listening to? And then check them out, which is, Right, you know, it's that's like awesome. any ex- any exposure in that sense is is a good thing, in my opinion. And that's hell oh, yeah, yeah and that's that's what we need, you know. Um, uh, I don't remember, man. I uh, I was reading, I was just flipping through like reels, you know, on the internet where you just flip through reels and stuff. I came across somebody that was talking about, um, you know, the whole. It was like a documentary or something about uh, gatekeepers. You know how yeah. it's like name name three name three bands or name three songs the shirt you listen to right right oh, yeah. and uh they came across somebody that was like you know what i don't care if you don't know the name of the band like they told the story that they were walking through a store and saw a cool shirt and bought it just based on the fact that the shirt was cool right, right. And later on, they found out that it was like a motorhead shirt and ended up listening to motorhead you right. know and it's like they didn't know right away that they bought the shirt, what the band sounded like, but they learned about the band because the shirt was cool. Same how you learned about See you Next Tuesday, because you looked at the artwork and went, that's cool art. I'm going to buy that. That's right, a right. win. No one should be upset about that. That's I a know. win. I, I, I know. had this yeah. exact discussion in a Facebook group the other day about this, saying, like, why do you care if someone wears a shirt of a band they don't listen to? anyone who sees that shirt is like, that's free exposure for that band. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, right. That, that band should be happy that people are buying merchandise one and two. Yeah, I will. I will billboard. I will gladly well, right. send a see you next Tuesday shirt to Kim Kardashian. 
You're listening, Kim. It's just where I don't care. I don't care if you like us or not. Yeah, choose every episode. You know what I mean? Like if 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 one more person was watching that show and saw a Cannibal Corpse shirt on Kim Kardashian or whatever Kardashian was wearing a fucking Cannibal Corpse shirt. You know what I mean? Like if one new if one new person was like, "Ooh, what's this?" Go to Spotify and listen to "Fucked with a Knife" and go, "This is what I want to do for my life." You know what I mean? Like, awesome. We got another death metal fan in the group. You know what I mean? Right, right. It's like people were shitting. You know that show, um, Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How people were shitting on the fact that like a bunch of new people started listening to Metallica because it was on the show. And one, gatekeeping one of the most successful rock bands in human history is hilarious. Mm -hmm. Uh, And two, you should be happy. You know, it's like massive exposure to a whole new generation of listeners that have probably never heard of it before. Then exactly. And then discovering rock and metal. Right. I know. I I have a, I have a, uh, well, at the time that that came out, she was younger, but uh, you know, I have a, a, a stepdaughter. Mm-hmm. At the time, she was 13, and I remember like I was practicing or writing or something in my studio, and she comes in there and asks me, like, hey, do you know how to play this song, Master of Puppets? I'm like, yeah, See, I learned cool. it when I learned it when I was 11, <laughs> and I played it, and she was like, whoa, no way. You know, like for once she was impressed. I mean, like, mind you, Harper's like the most normal girl ever, like does like volleyball and swimming and stuff. So it's like for her to come over and like ask, be interested in anything related to guitar, you know, like, again, that's a win. Exactly. Who cares? Yeah. Like, obviously, Metallica's fine. Like, they didn't need the extra money. It would have been cooler if it was something. You know, it would have been a way cooler story if like Stranger Things reached out to like, you know, a, a newer band or a smaller band or something but you know it is what it is metallica is still metallica you know right. good on the, the, those kids for now knowing what metallica is i mean the one th- the one thing in their defense is it has to be an 80s band because it's set like 40 years ago. oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah that's true that's true but they, could, they could have picked something more underground but yes um but i mean and if if that like show inspires like one more person to learn guitar that's awesome you know what i mean like that's hell yeah man thing. Or the drums or sing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there was a scenario that really irritated me, and I actually commented on this dude's comment. Um, you know, the band, um, man, I was planning to talk about this, and now I've... Go- uh, ghoul? Ghoul. Ghoul. G-H-O-U-L. Yeah. yeah. Mm, not familiar, but go ahead. Give me one second. I swear to God, that was the name. Yeah, Ghoul. Uh, so G-H-O-U-L. Um, they're like uh death thrash uh grindcore type thing um okay. they all wear like sacks over their heads they kind of have like costumey stuff really cut cool oh, cartoon fun. album covers they're, they're a really fun band but okay. um yeah. that that rapper dude little nas x i'm sure you've heard his name it's all over the media mm-hmm. and stuff he was oh, wearing yeah. one of their shirts like out in public and he got photographed by the press and, and so they got like their shirt all over the media which that's friggin' awesome in my opinion right um, yeah and this, they posted about it, and this dude in the comments was like, "Oh, great, another metal band like sucking up to the pop industry for attention. Like you guys are such sellouts." I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Dude? <laughs> like, as if you wouldn't be stoked if your band was like worn by a really famous like pop, right. like, you know, cultural right. icon yep. right now. Yeah, it's yes. like uh, like people getting mad. Like you like wear the band shirt to the band you're seeing. Yeah, what? That's so weird. It's showing support. Right? You know, it's like, <laughs> how stoked would you be? Like, you know, if you like, 
playing some music and then you see a bunch of see you next tuesday shirts or merch out there yeah, like, exactly think that'd be, be fucking awesome yeah. for you right especially especially now like coming back after 15 years and seeing these people like break out their see next tuesday shirts from yesteryears you know like that's cool it's crazy we just did like some shows out in the east coast uh played saint vitus and stuff like that and you know it's crazy seeing these people with these shirt designs from like all these different tours one of my favorites i i saw i forgot that we did this shirt we did a tour with the red cord and through the eyes of the dead back in like 2008 nice. and uh we did this shirt and it says i went and saw the red cord and it had their logo and all I got was this shitty see you next Tuesday shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. some, somebody at our show at Rochester, New York was wearing that shirt. And I was like, ah, fucking A. <laughs> That's, That's cool. so funny. Yeah. Um, I, I did just notice we're sort of running out of time and I, I would love to keep talking about this, but I, we had a sure. couple of questions we wanted to ask before we had to wrap Absolutely. up. Um, Absolutely. Brendan, yeah. Do you want to, I know you have a couple you had lined up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, hearing your band and listening to it and then like, you know, reading all these like wild, wild song titles and whatnot, um, you know, like good Christians don't get jiggy with it until after marriage and whatnot. Right. So True. it reminded me of a band curl up and die. You know? Okay. And then, um, so I was like, coming up with all these wild names like do you have any like botched ones that like just didn't make the cut um so um honestly parasites uh title theme were all a nod to pop culture um all, right. all of all of the song titles well all the longer ones there's like the pogonotrophy and paraphilia those are not related to the, the story but um all those, the longer song titles are all quotes from TV shows. No shit. All right. <clears throat> yeah. So like, um, good Christians don't get jiggy with it until after marriage was actually, or I guess movies too, but just movies and TV and stuff in general. But, uh, that came from the movie saved, um, like the, where McCall Calkins in a wheelchair and he's in like the Christian camp or Christian school. I don't know if you've seen that movie, right. but it's really funny um and then like honey i've never had sex that wasn't awkward that's a line from an episode of the this tv show called the um uh what is it shoot the odd something yeah i was thinking fairly odd parents but it's not that one i'll have to get back to you on that one but uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. i can't think of what it's from but we sample some of that stuff when we play live we always have like over the years oh and like before i die i'm gonna fuck me a fish that's from an yeah. episode of that's from an episode of mr show with bob and dave oh yeah dude i loved yeah. that show back in the day oh yeah Great show. i have there's uh, so many skits i've got memorized from that shit just in great <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that one you know the uh if you go back and watch it there's the episode where they're stranded on a boat yep and uh there's a point where uh uh david cross gives this speech and he says you know before i die i'm gonna fuck me a fish <laughs> but yeah it's just one of those things man where i just um when i wrote the song i i don't write lyrics at all i've never been a lyricist I just okay. my brain my brain doesn't compute emotion that way. Gotcha. Um, so like I, I put my emotion into the music, you know. Um, so when when Chris wrote the lyrics to songs, they have nothing to do with the titles. 
like those songs on Parasite have nothing to do with the lyrics. Right, right, um, right. But you know, but that's just it. You know, I I wrote the song, so I always felt like I got to name it. Um, but then I let him name all the interval songs. All the song titles from intervals are um, are based on the lyrics. And then for distractions, um, I named all of the songs on distractions as well, which all have a theme that I haven't given out, but nobody's guessed yet. So I'm just going to let that one keep rolling. I've talked about it in a couple podcasts, but nobody's seemed to, to connect the dots on where they all came from yet. But eventually somebody will. Yeah. Don't don't hurt yourself thinking about no, it. No, <laughs> I'm not. I'm looking at. Well, that's. I was like looking at them all, and I'm just like, like th- these are hilarious. Like, like, you know, like it's just like that's what. Like I said, it reminded me of um, Curl Up and Die. They had these wild names, like you know, on the run from Johnny Law, and it ain't no yeah. trip to Cleveland, and you know, kissing you is like licking an ashtray, and all that kind of just weird random shit. You know, like, <laughs> there's a there's a band. I, the name of the band escapes me, but I was listening to their record the other day. And uh, one of the songs is called, uh, I need Saturday off to play a teenager's basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's fucking, that's too real. <laughs> There's uh, this band that Brendan actually put me onto that has hilarious song titles as well called bro job. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I've seen I've seen their their antics on the internet. They seem like some fun bunch of dudes, right? Yeah. They like to they they razz us every once in a while on some posts. Oh really? See them? Yeah, see them commenting on stuff of ours. They have a a song title that makes me laugh every time I hear it. That's uh, "Talk Shit Get Kissed." Yeah, Uh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) That's That's funny. funny. Good stuff. What else you got for me? Um, uh, I was gonna say, well, what's your uh favorite songs to play live? My favorite song, to, like overall, or like um, you like, do you like you have like a set of them, or like you know like three or four that you just like I gotta play these every night. Um, well, you know, I'd like to be playing more distraction stuff. Obviously, that's the newest for me, so it's like what I'm most passionate about right now. Um, uh, these shows that we got coming up next week. We're doing like some Midwest dates, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Illinois. And um, we're playing I'll Never Be the Same, track six off of Distractions. And it'll be the first time we get to play that live. So I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. Um, other than that, like there's a couple songs on that, um, on intervals that I just love playing live. Um mm-hmm. She once said I was a romantic is one of my favorites. Um, and uh, the 112207 is another one that's just super fun to play. And it's got the big whammy dive in the middle of the song and stuff. So I'd have to say those two songs from yesteryears. I don't I I hate to say it, but like the Parasite stuff. By the time I even recorded those songs, I had been playing them for years, and like I, I don't miss. I don't necessarily. I could probably be okay with not playing those every night, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I get it that people people like that record the best. You know, that's the one that kind of got us our name. So, you know, I'm not gonna not play those songs, but 
right. you know, they're fun, you know, um, playing those songs. I play them different now, though, too. That's the other thing. It's like I don't I don't I don't play those songs exactly the way I used to. I kind of adapted them to how I now play. Okay. Um, so they're a little different. I try to spice it up to keep myself uh, entertained with playing them. Because I feel like if I just did it exactly the way that we're on the record, you know, 15 fucking years ago, 16 right. years at this point, you know, yeah, like it's, it just doesn't have the same joie de vivre to me. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely spice it up by playing them a little different nowadays. But, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, what were your favorite cities to play on your recent tour? Um, well, we only played a handful of cities. Um, I'd have to say when we played St. Vitus in Brooklyn, it was definitely one of the better shows. Um, awesome yeah. experience in general. Really awesome venues. It's like a bucket list venue to play, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. St. Vitus wasn't open um, when we played there before, or when we were touring before. And, you know, the whole time we're on hiatus, you, you know, you start seeing that name pop up because it became like the premier venue. So, um, yeah, I, I, like I said, it, we, we haven't played a ton of shows lately. Um, I mean, to, to go back in time, um, you know, we played, you know, we toured, uh, you know, a good part of the world. Um, I'd say I had some of the most fun experiences in cities like uh, Tijuana, Mexico. Nice. Hell Just yeah. <laughs> a wacky time there. My backyard. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um or just Mexico in general. We did a four-day tour down there, did like um <clears throat> Uh, Mexico City and uh, Aguas Salientes and uh, San Luis Potosi and a few other cities. Uh, I mean, it's just cool to see that kind of culture and stuff. Um, you know, and then we did some some stuff out in Europe and stuff as well. And um, <clears throat> my family, my last name is Slavic, which is Czechoslovakian. Um, so it was really cool to visit Prague. Um, back in like 20, 2008, we got to do a big European tour. And I got to see Prague for the first time. So that was pretty cool. Except for the fact that I ordered a pepperoni pizza and it was salami instead of pepperoni. I thought that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I like salami on pizza. It's not bad. No way, dude. Nope. A little honey, <laughs> some fucking... That's good. <laughs> All right. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I used, I used to work at a pizza pizza restaurant. That was fun. Good little. Nice. That was like right before COVID. Good times. Oh yeah, I got a pizza yeah. tattoo. Nice. <laughs> well, I got a pizza question for you. Okay. Is Detroit style pizza everywhere in Michigan? Uh, there's a chain around here called Jets. It's basically everywhere in Michigan. Obviously, there's some buttfuck nowhere towns in Michigan, but uh, Jets does a very good Detroit-style deep dish. So, um, so yeah. Hey, have you ever been up to – you live in San Diego, right? Have you ever been yeah. up in San Jose? I have been up to San Jose, yeah. Okay. Speaking of really great pizza, one of the best pizzas I've ever had in my entire life was something that was – shown to me by the guys in arson is good all the girls um, uh, i remember that band 
Yeah, um, up in San Jose, it's a place called Pizza My Heart. <laughs> and it is just like your kind of like thin style, New York style pizza on the West mm -hmm. Coast vibe, you know? So, yeah, yeah. Really, really excellent, excellent pizza. Have you ever okay. been to Portland or anywhere in like Oregon and had sizzle pie? Oh, yeah. What's it called? Sizzle pie. I don't think so. No, they're really cool. They uh, they're like a metal and punk themed pizza place. Um, oh, so awesome. they have like parody shirts based on famous albums and shirts from like metal bands. So they have like um, they have a death one, which is really cool to see. Um, nice. And it's like got a piece of pizza slices of the Grim Reaper and stuff, and like in the logo. Um, oh, nice. It's like the death <laughs> logo, but altered to be their logo. Um, they have like a Sabbath based one and stuff, but. And they play like they have a jukebox that plays metal music, like uh, all types, like even extreme stuff in, in the actual pizza place, which is really cool. Um, oh, nice. They have fantastic thin sliced pizza and honestly, the best salad I've ever had in my entire life. And oh, nice. uh, you can get like a slice of pizza, like the size of a plate, plus a whole salad that's also like half a plate for like 11 bucks, or at least it was. Oh, when wow. I was there last. That's awesome. Yeah, good stuff. That's hard to find nowadays, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Brendan, you got any more? Uh, no, we're, we're good. We're good. Cool. Um, well, I have two more things before we finish up then. So one is you sure. said you had something that was coming up. Uh, it's going to be released after this is recorded, before it drops, uh, that you wanted to mention. Oh, yeah. So on our last um, on our last run that we did with Bandit, uh, we played at this really cool venue in uh, outside of Pittsburgh called Preserving Underground which is like this church that they turned into a record store. And in the basement is a venue, really cool venue. <clears throat> so anyway, this guy named Blake um, reached out to us and said, Hey, are you have any interest in me videotaping your set? I have these nineties video camcorders. He has an old RCA and an old Hitachi uh, actual camcorder from the nineties. Hell yeah. So, um, Next thing you know, I was talking to this dude. I don't know if you guys know who uh, Ryan Peter is, the been there, seen that. He's out of Windsor, Ontario. No. Okay. He does like small releases, like of MySpace band stuff and okay. um, just like a little little label out there. But he's like a super fan of ours. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean that in a good way. You know, like he's he buys every single thing that we put out. He has like every shirt. Oh, yeah. You know, nice. like he's just the dude that's loved Scenic Tuesday from the get-go. And every show that we've been in the within driving distance of Windsor, Ontario, um, he's come to since our, our getting back together. So anyway, I was kind of chit-chatting with him on the internet and mentioned this whole thing. And he was like, you should put out some VHS tapes. I'm like, who the fuck's going to buy VHS tapes, right? <laughs> so, uh he was saying at the uh, at that time, Heavy Heavy Lolo had just put out um, <clears throat> like a, a cassettes or VHS tapes of a set of theirs, but they didn't do it. They just videotaped it on normal cameras. Okay. So it was like a good quality that just happened to come out on cassette tapes or uh, VHS tapes. <clears throat> and uh, so we kind of ran with it. Uh, Ryan actually came out to the show in Pittsburgh and Blake and him each filmed the, the set. 
and we recorded it with the microphones on the, the camcorders. And then we had a direct line from the PA and we kind of blended the three audios together and created nice. this like really cool. It sounds really cool. It definitely has a nostalgic vibe to it. You know, um, Blake runs um, a company called Imperfect Videos, and that's like his whole stick. So it's really cool. Like you can actually see the tape slowing down and like the audio falls off every once in a while. And like it has all the glitches and stuff. And it looks like a bunch of filters and stuff, but it's not. It's just like these cameras are old and you know, it's old tape that it's being filmed, you know, filmed onto. And yeah. it just, it has this cool thing to it. So anyway, we have um, Ryan kind of fronted the whole thing and is doing a release of it. We're announcing it tomorrow, uh, which was, would be May 12th tomorrow at the time of recording. Uh, so yeah, that comes out uh, June 2nd. So you said this might come out just after that then, yeah? Yeah, I think that's it. Sounds about right. It's probably going to be around okay. that time, but we'll make sure it comes out afterwards so it doesn't spoil any surprises. Oh um, yeah. Well, uh, well, I mean, we're announcing the whole thing tomorrow anyway. Oh, okay, so. cool then. No, no worries. Hell yeah. Um, what was the name of that label you mentioned? I want to give them a follow that, that releases the MySpace. <clears throat> yeah, uh, Ben there. So B E E N there T H E R E scene s-c-e-n-e uh, that so been there seen that clever <laughs> cool okay i'll give them a follow for sure um, yeah he's a he's a nice dude um i've heard he's one of those dudes that's been around for a while and like there's rumors out there and some people don't like him you know like if in certain groups um but overall, you know, like he's been nothing but the nicest dude in the world to me. So we're happy right. to be putting it out with him. So that's oh, awesome. Yeah, I, yeah we definitely gave I gave uh, Imperfect Video Productions a follow too because that's kind of cool what he does. So I definitely want to follow along with that. That's that's interesting. Yeah, Blake is really great, man. I think this is his like first venture awesome. um, overall about it. Um, but yeah, I, I know he's trying to get his feet wet and do some more of this type of stuff. Um, but he's been just fucking great, man. Like he's just, he's definitely putting the work in and making this video super cool. So. Very cool. Um, so I have one more question for you before we wrap up and it's, it's a little sure. bit of a on the spot one. Um, oh no, <laughs> nothing too serious. Just a, a fun one. Um, if you were trapped on a desert Island and you could only bring with you three CDs to play on a solar powered discman until you were rescued, what would those three oh, albums Lord. be? Oh man. <clears throat> and yeah, we're super aware that that changes with like, depending on the day and time that you ask someone. It's all about mood when, when we ask this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm like currently going through like the metaverse of my brain and being like, okay, <laughs> what's going to solve all emotional strife? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, okay, I'm going to need something when I'm angry and I want to like punch shit and like just get my anger out. Right. So I need, right. I need at least one record that's really mad. Mm -hmm. um, and so one record that I could spin fucking anytime I want, but um, when I need to just get aggression out is sickening bliss by regurgitate. <clears throat> uh, just, pure grindcore from start to finish and it's just nice. fucking awesome um 
then I'd probably need something for when I'm in a good mood or want to be in a good mood. Um, <clears throat> so let me think here. I would probably have to say something by Wolfpack. Are you guys familiar with Wolfpack? No. Um, uh, Thrill of the Arts is probably my favorite record of theirs. That one just got some some fucking jams on it. But uh, So we would say, we, I'd probably go with Thrill of the Arts by Wolfpack. Wolfpack is <clears throat> it's a Michigan band from a bunch of dudes from all over uh, the state, uh, the United States. They all came to michigan for uh school they went to uh, i think michigan university or central michigan i don't remember <clears throat> down in ann arbor whichever one that is um anyway so they uh they all met there and started a band and it's kind of like this kind of techie funk stuff uh i mean they're all just like savants you know so it's like they're all leaders in their instruments you know and uh their bass player joe dart is just insane on the bass <clears throat> anyway they all now have their own little groups and stuff too but if you haven't listened to wolfpack it's uh spelled like uh v v u l f p e c k okay but uh yeah too. yeah thrill of the art Anyway, uh, the band got their popularity. They ended up doing a GoFundMe tour <clears throat> where they had people prepay for tickets, whatever they wanted to do. And they sold out these venues and did a tour that was all prepaid by people. <laughs> I don't know if I 100% have that story right. I heard it third hand. But suffice it to say, <clears throat> I know they put the work in and they're an incredible band. So Interesting. Hell yeah. Um, cool. and then, then I would probably have to say, lastly, I would need something because if I'm on an island, I'm going to find some weed somewhere. So I'm going to need something to get me through the nights and when I want to think. So probably Tools Anima, <clears throat> I think from start to finish, that's a record that makes your brain actually process something more than you know, just distorted mm. guitars, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, sure. yeah. it's an album that has just loads of emotion in it. And from start to finish, it just pulls you in so many directions. It's a good one. Yeah. Love Tool. Tool's a great band. Yeah, I agree. Oh, they get God. a lot of hate for some reason. I don't really get it, but I like Tool. Really? Yeah. Who? Ha I've never heard anyone hate on them. Ever. Oh, I know a lot of people, unfortunately. I know when their last album was released, I was like... Uh, I felt like I was like the meme of like all these like old dudes lining up at a fucking uh, like Newberry comics or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever. So what, man? I'm old. <laughs> I'm, yeah. old. I'm 40. But no, it's... like, dude, their last record came out and their vinyl had an LCD screen in it that when you open it up, had a fucking music video play. Like, yeah, the CD does. <laughs> what... <laughs> For all the haters, what have you put out? <laughs> right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's it just boils back to the same thing where it's like, why hate on someone's art? I, I you know what I mean? Like a lot of the same people that hate on tour hate on Pink Floyd and stuff. And it's just like people that can't wrap their head around long form songs that you have to invest in yeah. to, to appreciate. And, that, and that's shitty too, because a lot of people will write off what they consider like old dad music. Oh, and dad, not realize I hate that term. Yeah, like I get, you know, like it's not fucking Nickelback, you know what I mean? Right. Like we're not right. talking about Dad a band. 
yeah, like that's different. <laughs> like I can't respect that. That's the one thing. But like you know, like, I've heard that uh, deathcore is dad metal. <laughs> that's not true at all. That's not true at all. Like <laughs> the people that listen to Lorna Shore are not the people in my age bracket. Yeah. I want to be totally yeah. honest with you. Yeah, like there Very are true. some. You know, like I, I listen to them, you know, but like, you know, most, most people that are in their forties are not, are not, are not listening to Deathcore. No, they're listening <laughs> to this. They're still listening to clients. You know what I mean? They're still listening to Bosch records. They're yeah. still listening to Dillinger skate plan records. You know, they're listening to these broken up bands. That's what we're talking about earlier. It's like the nostalgia of it, you know? Right, Bosch is yeah. back together. Sawtooth Grin put out a record. We put out a record. You know, it's like all these bands are just getting back together, and that's what people want, man. They that, want uh, they want to hold on a memory of when they were, you know, not sore every morning. <laughs> right, right. I uh, actually really like that Sawtooth Grin record, the new one. I thought it was great. I mm-hmm. thought it was fantastic. I thought it was every bit where they needed to be. Yeah, completely. you know what I mean. Like, yep. it's the same thing with us. Like, I'm I'm not going to rewrite Parasite. I'm not going to put out another Parasite ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just the same thing with them. Everyone yep. expected a cuddle monster, but everybody liked what they got. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like a lot of people wanted something different. I think, but overall, good is so good that like you can't you can't knock it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's not cuddle monster, but it's fucking good. So yeah, I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, they named it appropriately. <laughs> um, yeah. So final thing, just to wrap up here, if people want to sure. give you a follow uh, on social media or buy the album or listen to the album, what are the mm-hmm. best places to do that? Uh, we're literally everywhere. So um, if you search CU, so like the letter C, the letter U, and then spell out next Tuesday and then the word grind. So see you next Tuesday grind. We have uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Bandcamp, and TikTok. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, um, or right on the Good Fight Music Store. Uh, um, but yeah, go check out Distractions. It's our new record, <clears throat> and it was a huge pinnacle point in my life. So <clears throat> at least give it a listen once, you know, even if you don't like it. <laughs> well and i think most people who appreciate grind will definitely like it so they're in for well, a treat you. i hope i hope so we definitely blast a whole shitload <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much for coming on the show and, and taking the time to chat with us we really appreciate it yeah Honestly, and it again I'm, I'm sorry my voice is like cracking like crazy it's hard to even <laughs> that's no <It's>... problem <laughs> it was a battle i feel weird <laughs> I'm sure listening back to this when you guys put it out and be like, oh my God, it sounds like a child. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds fine. It's not as bad as you think it is. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, I, thanks again for having me too, by the way. Anytime. And for everyone listening at home, thanks for tuning in and come back next week. We'll have another guest for you. <laughs>